Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and today we will be talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and Hotel Transylvania 3, as well as the Kids' Choice Sports Awards. First, let's talk with Ryan, age 14, from New York, and Abraham, age 13, from California, about the new film Mission Impossible Fallout. Ryan, what did you think of Mission Impossible Fallout? Um, I thought it was like one of the better action and adventure films of the summer so far. I really enjoyed it. Abraham, what is this film about? Um, this film was about how Ethan Hunt. It's been a few years since the Rogue Age, um, the Rogue Nation movie, and he's trying to take out the person that's been commanding kind of the boss in the last movie who was Solomon Lane, and he is trying to, alongside taking Solomon Lane out, and he's also trying to find out and um, kill the person who was on top of everything, I guess, who is also commanding Solomon Lane. Cool. Sounds like a lot of stuff going on. Um, Ryan... Had you already seen other Mission Impossible movies before this one, or was this your first rodeo? Um, I saw the one before this one, but I don't really remember much from that film, besides, like, a few scenes. So, yeah, this is, like, my first, like, well, second film, actually, that I saw. What makes you want to see these movies? Um, I like the stunts, because they're by the same actor Tom Cruise does all of his stunts. So, like, every time you see a scene, you're like, wow, this is real. This isn't a fake, like, CGI thing. Well, speaking of stunts, Abraham, how are the stunts in this film? Because, I mean, basically, at this point, Mission Impossible movies are always showcasing how crazy Tom Cruise can be. Um, I thought the stunts were good. Some, some of them were a bit... As you could have gone a different way and it would have turned out the same way. So I, I, I was like, why did he do that stunt? But they were really well done, I felt like, and it was really fun to watch. So, Ryan, the main characters of this movie, it very much relies on the chemistry of Ethan and his team. So do you think they have good chemistry in this in this film? Absolutely. I have to say I like how they added this new character named August Walker, who's played by Henry Calvin. Or I'm sorry if I said the last name wrong. But I like how they have a different chemistry in this film. Like, since he's a new character, they disagree and agree on certain things. And I like how in the um, IMF with Benji, like, he's more afraid of, like, everything that he's doing, but he still does it because he's with his friend Ethan. So, Abraham, I mean, this is the sixth movie. Do you think that they should make one or two more and then finally wrap it up? Or should they can continue as they're going strong? Um, I personally think one or two more would be fine. Maybe three. I thought this would be the last one. 
and I was expecting that, but turned it wasn't, I guess. But that was fine. It was so I feel like they should make maybe one or two more. So Ryan, if I'm someone who hasn't seen any of the other Mission Impossible movies, not saying I'm that person, tell me why I should buy a ticket to go see Mission Impossible Fallout. Well, this film, you don't really need to, like, pass information from the other films because most of it's kind of explained in this film. Like, there's one character who you wouldn't understand why they're there unless you saw the previous films, but this film just, like, sums it up in, like, a few scenes. And I think people should watch this film because it's, very, it's like, one of the better action and adventure films of the summer, and it's, like, more... Interesting than the other films like Skyscraper, for example. Now, Abraham, uh, Tom Cruise, obviously huge actor. But I'm wondering, with these movies, do you feel like in terms, especially in this movie, has his performance as Ethan Hunt gotten better as the movies go along? I personally feel like they've gotten better. I didn't like one, two, or three, but I liked... Uh, Gross Protocol, Rogue Nation, and this one a lot. So I feel like his performances have gotten better along with the movies themselves. Now, with this film, I understand they're adding quite a few characters um, that haven't been in past movies. Do you feel as if, like, maybe that almost is too too many characters to follow? Or is it just the right amount and Mission Impossible is still, you know... doing the right thing by adding these characters um I think I think it was a good amount maybe not really too much because all the characters they added weren't in the movie for that long you know so okay alright you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network today we're talking about Teen Titans Go to the Movies Mama Mia, Here We Go Again, Hotel Transylvania 3, and Kids' Choice Sports Awards. And now we're going to continue talking about Mission Impossible Fallout with Ryan and Abraham. Alright, so let's continue that interview. Um, who is your favorite supporting character from this film, Ryan? Um, my favorite supporting character would have to be Benji. I like his character because he's like the comic relief. And... I like the scenes where, like, he uses um, many tricks to trick, like, the bad guys and stuff. It's just very funny. Abraham, do you think it was wise for them to bring back the villain of Rogue Nation, or should they have come up with a new villain for Ethan Hunt to have to fight? I always like it when they use the villain from the past movie, because I just, I don't, really know why I personally like it more. It, sh- it, it adds a bit of continuity to it, I guess. Alright, okay. Ryan, would you agree with what Abraham just said? Yes, I would agree with what he said because with the same villain it could create, like, um, this character wants revenge, and it creates whole new storylines based off of the same villain. Abraham, which character are you most excited to see come back in future Mission Impossible movies? Um, my favorite character... Um, my favorite scene is towards the beginning of the film, and I'm not going to say too much because it's a spoiler, basically, if I say, 
but it was one of, like, the tricks um, that IMF used, and it was just hilarious how the odd, like, for me, I was shocked that this scene happened, and then all of a sudden, it's like, um, surprise, it was like, wow. And I also liked the scene when Angela Bassett said that the IMF is basically um, adults in Halloween costumes. I found that very funny because it's basically a true statement. Abraham, what is your favorite part of this film? Um, my favorite part is also the part where they trick the the I guess the terrorists they're interrogating because. It's really interesting how they do it. Ryan, how would this rank for you among the other Mission Impossible movies you've seen? Is it better or worse than Rogue Nation? Uh, and I why? Say, um, I'd say it's better than Rogue Nation just because of how more intense it was, this film. Like, there's a lot of intense moments where it's like, oh no. Is this going to happen to the characters? Is this going to happen? Or, oh, whoa, did um, Tom Cruise just do that and stuff? Like, I feel like this film was better. And it's very interesting also because there was a lot of hard work put into this film. And I just felt like all that hard work paid off. Abraham, do you appreciate that most of the stunts in Mission Impossible are all practical effects and not CGI when so many action movies are using that today, and why? Um, I think it's pretty cool that they're using practical effects because it's all the more real. And if they did it, it kind of take away some of the thrill, I guess. And I guess that's all I have to say about CGI movies. It's kind of like Mad Max in a way, because all of their stunts were practical. And Ryan, I'm curious. Um, do you feel as if the action scenes have gotten better as this film franchise has gone on? Well, since I saw like one of the movies, I guess it went up, you could say. Abraham, would you agree with what Ryan said? Uh, yes, I would agree with what Ryan has to say about the action. Well, because I guess 1, 2, and 3 was really heavily like spy-based, so there was a lot of sneaking around, so there wasn't much action. So as the films progressed, it got more into action than spy stuff, which the action... So that was... That's kind of why I like the new ones a bit more than the old ones as well. I agree with that. I think I prefer the newer ones over the old ones. I feel like sometimes the, the spy stuff is just a little cheesy almost. So, alrighty, Ryan, what age rating would you give this film? Um, I'll give this an age rating about like twelve to eighteen. Adults would like this, I I believe. So yeah. Abraham, what star rating would you give this film? I'd give it a solid four stars for this movie. It was really entertaining to watch. The story was, I mean, not the story, but like some parts they could have done it a bit easier and done the same way. But it was a solid movie and it's a really fun ride. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me today about Mission Impossible Fallout. 
Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Today's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always the sharkest. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Mission Impossible Fallout and next we'll be talking with Alejandra, Dariana, and Benjamin about Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hey, so Alejandra, let's start with you. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what is happening with the Teen Titans this time? Well, what's happening is that the villain wants to create a plan so he can, like, overtake the world. And through that plan, various characters start having experiences from that. Oh, no, that sounds intense. And uh, so, Dark. Dariana, um, how did you like this film? Was it funny? Was it intense? Or was it a little bit of everything? It was super hilarious. Um, When I went to watch it in the Chinese theater, which was huge, the laughs would just echo around the whole room from all the jokes. And there there were a lot of songs, too, that were really catchy. And there was a lot of acting, so you were always at the edge of your seat. Oh, wow, that sounds like such a fun movie. And that's really cool that you got to saw it in this grand theater. And so, Benjamin, what did you think of the voice acting? I mean, there's a pretty packed cast with Kristen Bell, Nicolas Cage, and the list goes on. Yeah, I really liked how they all got different celebrities to play um, the Justice League. thought Nicolas Cage as Superman was a nice touch. Um, I'd say all the voice actors who play the Teen Titans, um, they're doing the same thing they do on the TV show it's based on, just as well, just as funny. Um, I thought that Will Arnett as Deathstroke was very 
menacing but also silly at the same time and I feel like he did exactly what he was supposed to um I would have liked more from Kristen Bell because I think she's a great actress but um I'll take what I can get awesome and compared to the show I know you mentioned a little bit but um would you do you think that they did a good job of impersonating the original um cast well, I mean, the original cast is the same people who are on the show, so I guess they did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so, Alejandra, uh, what did you think of the animation? I thought the animation was very peculiar. Like, I had never seen an animation done sketch that way. And now, Dariana, so did you have a favorite part um, about this movie? One of my favorite parts would have to be um when one of the songs which was when robin was talking about how he was getting his own movie and he sang a song and my favorite part of that was when he said his catchphrase which was crack an egg on it caca <laughs> and i just thought that was hilarious that is really funny and I know you also mentioned a little earlier about the music can you tell me a little bit more about it and um how good was it it was done by Jared Faber who did a lot of the songs from the original show too the original show isn't a musical but they had some songs here and there in every episode but this one had some really catchy songs, surprisingly. Like, as you left, you could hear people singing them because they were really good. That's awesome. I'm, when I hear a catchy song, I can't get, out, get it out of my head for days. So I need to watch this movie just for those. And so, Benjamin, um, compared to the original Teen Titans, um, do you think they did a good job of uh, making it into a movie and making it into a longer movie? Um, I think so. Uh, I like seeing the, the this silly team of heroes um, get a longer runtime to do stuff. Usually in the show, it's all re- every every conflict is resolved within five minutes, but here it feels like um, more challenging for the Titans to reach their goal, and it's much more fulfilling when they finally do. Awesome. And so, Alejandra, um, did you also have a favorite part of this film? Well, I thought the plot was very amusing, so I didn't have a favorite part. I liked the film throughout. So, Dariana, did you have a favorite character of this show? Um, my favorite character is Beast Boy, because the whole entire time... He, a lot of the jokes were made by him. He's hilarious on the show and in the movie. And he's always there for the Titans. He's like always, he helped make, he helped, he helped Robin feel better. And he's always there for them. Awesome. He sounds really sweet. Um, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Mamma Mia, Hotel Transylvania 3, and the Kids' Choice Sports Award. And we were just talking with Dariana, and she was telling me about her favorite character. And so, Benjamin, did you also have a favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is Cyborg, because number one, 
Beast Boy's Too Silly. Number two, Raven's Too Dark. Number three, Starfire's Too Positive. And number four, um, Robin is Too com- Demanding. Cyborg is the combo of the best qualities of every Teen Titan, scientifically proven. He's, he's <laughs> right parts silly, right parts commanding, right parts dark, and right parts positive. He is the ideal Teen Titan and the best character in this movie. Awesome. He sounds like a fun person. And so, Alejandra, um, what did you think of the sound effects and um, the action sequences? Um, I thought the action sequences really added on to the plot. I mean, the plot was that he was creating a, a plan and the characters were ha- like had an experience from that. But I thought that like the action se- the action scenes like added on like it wasn't just a plot on the problem like it added on to the variety of the scenes. It wasn't only like one type of scenes. You would see a variety of scenes. Oh wow, that's really amazing. And um, so Dariana, can you also tell me um about the places they visited and the animation of those places? I think uh some of it uh in the film was shot in Warner Brothers Studios. And it was really realistic. Well, it was cartoon, but it was realistic. Because if you've been there, it looks a lot like the real thing with the gates and the sound stages. And I thought that was really cool, how they made Warner Brothers Studio into their own version with the animation that they had. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is really cool. And I always find it um, fun to see the um, animated version of a real place. It's always fun to compare. And so, Benjamin, uh, what were some of the messages that you took away from this film? Um, Never give up on your dreams, even when they seem impossible. I know that sounds cheesy, but that's the real message of this movie. Robin and the Teen Titans, they never give up on... Uh, getting their own movie, even when they do kind of crazy things to get it. In the end, they end up doing the right thing and earn their movie with their charm. Awesome. And so, Alejandra, um, was there anything that you disliked about this show? No, actually, I liked the fact that what I told you before, that I had a variety of scenes. So I wasn't, I wasn't bored or, or dull at any moment while watching the, the, the movie. It had a variety of scenes, so it, came, it kept me entertaining. So no, I, I, awesome. I didn't feel bored. Awesome. That's wonderful and an excellent quality in a movie. And so, um, Dariana, why should I go watch this movie? I've never seen Teen Titans Go, and um, I was surprised when they were making a movie out of it. So, uh, why should I see it? You should go see it because you'll be smiling the whole way through, and it's such an experience to see all the jokes, and you don't need to watch Teen Titans Go to see this movie because Teen Titans Go doesn't go based on every episode. It's something new every time, just like this movie, and you should definitely go watch it because it's so funny. Definitely. I will. This looks like a fun roller coaster, and I'm, I'm excited to watch this one. And so, Benjamin, what did you think of um, the costumes of this character and the new characters that were added to the movie? I mean, um, I guess Cyborg's costume is really cool because he's a robot. Uh, Raven's cloak uh, kind of makes you, it makes you understand your character better and kind of, you know, 
it feels more dark and ominous. Um, Beast Boy's costume is cool because it allows him to turn into any animal he wants. And I guess I also like Robin's costume because it's basically just his logo in a cape. Awesome. This sounds like such a fun movie and all the animation and everything seems fun from what you guys are telling me. And so Alejandra, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Um, I think the star rating would be from years old to 13 years old. Oh, and the star rating would be 5 out of 5 stars, but the age range would be 5 from 13 years old. Awesome. And um, how about you, Dariana? What would you say the age range and star rating would be? I would say 6 to 14 because there's some jokes like about butts and stuff, you know? <laughs> so, um, and I would give it a 5 out of 5 stars too because it, you're just laughing and smiling the whole way through. So it's such an amazing time. Awesome. I love movies that make me smile, so I have to see this one. And Benjamin, what about you? What would you say the star rating and age range would be? I'm going to give this an age rating of 7 to 13 because I'm 13 and I loved it. And I'm because 7 because some of the jokes are a little dark and some of the jokes are meant for adults and maybe one of the kids knows more stuff than they're supposed to and it doesn't go over their head. Um, also, uh, I would give Teen Titans Go to the Movies four out of five stars because it's a ridiculous amount of fun and hilarious and I'd say the most surprising movie of the summer so far and we're almost done. Awesome. I really can't wait to watch this and you guys are getting me excited about this new movie. So thank you so much for talking with me. I had such a fun time. Thank you. So be sure to check out Teen Titans. Thank you Titans. for having us. Of yeah, thank course. you. So be sure to check out Teen Titans Go to the Movie in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always sharkish. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Mission Impossible Fallout and Teen Titans Go to the Movies. And next we'll be talking with Michelle, age 20, from Miami about Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. So, Michelle, what did you think about Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again? Uh, I'm a huge musical fan. So, um, I was already super excited going into the movie theater, and Mamma Mia is already one of my all-time favorite musicals. So, just knowing that there was a sequel to it just made me super happy. And as I got out of the theater, I actually really enjoyed it. The first maybe like half hour, I was kind of hesitant, but it ended up being one of my favorite movies. All right. Well, that's high praise. I mean, you got the most anticipated movie of the summer right here. Mamma Mia, here we go again. So what is it about? So um, unlike in Mamma Mia, the first one where the main character is Sophie, this time Donna um, is the main character. So it pretty much revolves around her life in 1979. She just graduated from Oxford University. And, you know, as everybody wants to do right, right when they get out of university is they want to travel. They want to see the world. So that's what Donna does. And it ends up showing you pretty much her entire life and how she ended up where um, she was pretty much in Greece in her own place. And, and you know, with three Three possible fathers. Um, and it's just super interesting being able to see everything from Donna's point of view. I was going to say, because I mean, in the first movie, they refer to a lot of stuff in the past and it's never really explained. So I'm curious. Um, seems like going back and forth between the past and the present would be a risky direction for this movie to go. So uh, does it work? Did it work for you or did it take away from the flow of this movie and your enjoyment of it? Oh, no, they did it flawlessly. There's a lot of movies that when you go back and forth, you get confused. You don't know which one's which. But and when it came to this one, everything was flawlessly executed. And honestly, every time that you're in the present time, you just want to go back in time from how well they did everything. Um, pretty much like in the 70s, like how they portrayed Donald's life and her friends. Just everything was just so great. You just wish you could see like almost the whole movie like based on Donna in the 70s. And segueing from that, do you think the actors who are playing the past versions of these characters did a good job of seeing, seeming resin- reminiscent of their versions of these characters in the present? Oh my god, yeah. They, they did such an amazing job with casting that it's almost like it, it, you want to tell yourself that that's exactly who they were in the past life. Because I, I don't I don't even know. They just did such a great job. I was actually shocked. I was at first I was like, mm, OK, Lily James, I love her. But let's see how she's going to do portraying, you know, the great Meryl Streep. And she killed it like she's one of my icons now. I love her. So this is the second Mamma Mia movie. Here we go again. Uh, that's the title. It's 10 years after the first one. So why or why not? Do you think it was a good idea? To make a Mamma Mia sequel. Oh, I think it was. I think it was something that none of us have thought of. But I'm so glad that somebody made it happen. Because it's definitely. Because I mean you watch the first Mamma Mia movie. And you for sure have a lot of questions when you finish it. It's like who's the dad? How did they end up meet? How does she end up even having three fathers? Like what What made this all happen? And you, I never would have thought in a million years. That there was going to be a Mamma Mia 2. But. The second they announced it, I'm like, that's exactly what the crowd needs because I need to know 
what Donna went through to end up being uh, where she was today. So, can you confirm or deny whether this movie answers those questions? Oh, I can wholeheartedly confirm. (laughs) All right. Cool, because I want to know my. I'm getting my tickets worth when I go to see this movie. Yeah. Um, did this film ever reach a point of being unbearably cheesy, or was it a good mix of cheese and emotion and uh, being enjoyable throughout? I think it was a good mix. I think, as I said, like within the first half hour, since it, it kind of like smacks you in the face with the music already, so you you're kind of like, okay, it's it's a little bit cheesy, but it works its way in, and you just start. Oh, feeling so many emotions. I cried. I was singing along. I was laughing. They did, they did a really good job so that, you know, there's not too many songs that are just boring you out and making you zone out during the movie. Well, that's a good that's that's a good thing for a musical to do, because, I mean, even with the first one, there were a couple songs that I was sort of zoning out. Um, and I'm glad they don't take you out of the movie. Um, so this movie has a huge cast. I mean, especially with adding... Uh, Lee James from Baby Driver, Cinderella, is uh, a young Meryl Streep. And obviously, adding on to the cast from the first one, Pierce Brosnan, Meryl Streep, um, Colin Firth. So, do you think after 10 years that these cast members uh, are still giving just as good a performance as they did in the first movie? Oh my god, yeah. I feel like they haven't changed one bit. I feel like almost in real life, that's exactly who they are. And, and they brought it. And I think they felt it too, being able to do Mamma Mia once again, um, you know, that, that they were just happy to do it. You can tell that they're all super comfortable with each other and they have a lot of charisma and, and they just feel good together. It feels natural. They don't feel like two completely separate characters. Okay, so you're listening to the Kids First Come Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, the Kids' Choice Sports Awards, Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation, and Teen Titans Go to the Movies. And right now, I'm talking to Michelle about the ABBA extravaganza. Mamma Mia, here we go again. So let's continue this interview. So, I have to ask, since this is a musical... And song and dance numbers are the DNA of what musicals are. And they completely rely on the strength of those musical numbers. So, do are they stronger than those in the first film? Or do they compare? Or are they not as good? They definitely compare. And something that I did notice after... Because um, I watched Mamma Mia before and after watching Here We Go Again... Um, and I realized that they use the same, it's almost like they did it on purpose to give you little hints of the past. They use the same choreography, um, just the same feel. And they did such a great job in this movie. I feel like it was a little bit more hip, a little bit more groovy because it was the seventies. So you're, you are going to get a little bit of that, like old school, um, dancing numbers, but everything is just so unique. And I love how they just tied in those little elements of the past as well. Um, and another question is, I'm curious, uh, who is your favorite character? Because you got a bunch to choose from. Uh, that uh, That's really, really, really hard. Um, to be quite honest with you, I really liked the girl who played Tanya. Because I think she did such a good job at portraying her character. But I think, like, ultimately you know, Donna is going to give it away for me. Uh, both Meryl Streep and Lily James, just 
I love them so much, and I feel like they made the movie what it is. Let's just say I'm I'm really really grumpy, um, and I go to see Mama Mia. Here we go again. Can you guarantee that I will have fun, and why? Oh yeah, definitely. It's especially if you're an ABBA fan. I don't know about you, but I love ABBA. I actually I found myself singing. I've been singing the soundtrack since I left the theater, and I saw the movie like a week exactly a week ago. Um, and I, I was every time I'm with my friends or family now, like they're always singing along too. It's it's impossible to not walk out of that theater without a huge smile in your face and without a song like stuck in your head. <laughs> All right, so I have to admit this. I think the best part about the first movie was Meryl Streep. She killed it playing her character, both yeah. vocally and in terms of her performance. Now, I'm worried. She's not here this time. For, uh, or what I gather from the trailer, she's not in it for very long. So, um, do you feel her absence, not her character, but Meryl Streep's ads, absence almost pulled the movie down a little bit, or did it help it rise up? Oh, no, I, I think the whole movie is based on, you know, her being absent. So you you do always feel her there and you, you don't you don't crave her during the movie because you are at the end of the day watching her technically, you know, Donna in the 70s. And but she does make an appearance at the end, which I won't give away any further details, but it is beautiful and it'll just make your heart warm up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll make sure to bring tissues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, so you've mentioned that Lily James is fantastic. I'm wondering, um, who do you prefer playing this Donna character, Lily James or Meryl Streep, and why? Ah, oh, that's that's a toughie. I honestly, I wanna, I wanna, I, you know, Meryl Streep is a is a classic. You know, that's that's her. But Lily James also did such an incredible job at per- portraying her. So I feel like both of them just do an incredible job at being Donna's. And I honestly, it would just be so rude of me to choose one of them because they both did such a good job. All right. So to wrap this up, age rating and star rating for Mamma Me. Here we go again. What is it? So I'm going to say it's a, it's a family film, but definitely recommend it for ages 10 and up. And I also rate it five out of five stars. Wow. All right. I'm definitely going to have to check this out. Mamma Mia is in theaters now. Thank you for talking with me today. No problem. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always sharkish. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, Teen Titans Go to the Movie, Mama Mia, and next we'll be talking with Dariana, who's 12 from L.A., about the Kids' Choice Sports Award. Welcome to the show, Dariana. Thank you for having me. Of course. So um, can you tell me a little bit about this event and what's it about? So the Kids' Choice Sports Awards is like the Kids' Choice Awards where you vote online about who is the best actress, but in this case it would be who is the best female sports player or uh, like best um, basketball star or like best three-pointer or best snowboarder, and kids get to vote online on who gets to be those people. And then at this event, they announce who wins each award, and they win the Nickelodeon blimp. And there's also challenges in between, like like people getting slimed or people going through an obstacle course and stuff like that. Oh, wow. This seems like a really fun event. And how was this experience for you? It was so much fun to meet all these sports stars and some actors from Nickelodeon, too. And it was just so much fun. So, yeah. Wow, that sounds like a really amazing experience. And um, who did you get to meet and talk to? I got to meet Travis, Kelsey, Red Gerard. Uh, I, Michael Phelps walked by. That was like a real moment for me. And that was wow. so crazy. That's so cool. And um, did you interview them as well? Yes, I got to interview Red Gerard and Travis Kelsey and Owen Joyner from, he was an actor from the Night Squad. I got to interview Rico and Rainey Rodriguez. And yeah. Wow, that is so amazing. Oh, how are these interviews? What, do you, what were you able to learn from these celebrities? Um, I got to learn about, like, the stuff they did, like, how they got into the sport that they were learning, and who were some of their, like, their inspirations, and for the actors and people who weren't sports stars, I got to learn their favorite sports, and what they would like to play, and who they were excited to see, too. Wow, do you remember any specifics about, um, the celebrities' inspirations, or favorite sports? Oh, for Maya and Alex, who are brother and sister, and they figure skate together, uh, they told me that when they're going out there and someone needs to inspire them, they inspire each other, and I thought that was really sweet because I have an older brother, too. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, and uh, so how did they inspire you? I mean, they just really got me more excited and 
more confident because they were so sweet and kind because I was a little nervous to be talking to them. But they really, they really were so sweet and kind. Like um, Rose, she's an MMA fighter. She was, she was so amazing and so sweet too. Wow, that's really amazing. And so are you a fan of sports? Yes, I love the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> that's my favorite basketball team. Awesome. And do you play any as well? Uh, uh, my brother plays soccer. Oh, that's awesome. And were you able to um, vote as well for the Kids' Choice Awards? Yes, I got to vote online too. You just had to go to the website and vote, and it was really cool. Wow. And um, did anybody that you picked uh, win the award? Uh, yeah, for Best Female. Um, Alex Morgan won. She's a soccer player, and I voted for her, so I thought that was really cool how people can have an impact on what type of people win. Yeah, of course. Wow, this is really amazing. And um, did you speak to any of the winners um, after they won or even before? Uh, I got to speak to some of the nominees beforehand, like Travis Kelsey and Red Gerard and Alex and Maya and Rose. They were all nominees. And they were all so sweet and kind, and they were so excited to just be nominated. Yeah, wow, that's really amazing. And so, uh, yeah, how did they feel to be nominated? Was it uh, a really big event for them? And was it the first time for some of these celebrities? Uh, they were so excited and they felt so honored to like the fact that they were even nominated for something. The fact that people were cared and were always there and people were voting for them. So they were so sweet and so humble about it, too. That's really amazing. And so I know you mentioned that some people got slimed. Um, were you able to witness any of that? Yes. Like the first person who got slimed, he went down a slip and slide was the host, Chris Paul. I got to see that and it was so cool. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Mamma Mia, and I'm going to continue talking with Dariana about Kids Choice Sports Award. So you just told me how you got to see the host slimes, and uh, so what else were you able to witness? Um, were a, did a lot of celebrities go on these sort of obstacle courses? Um... Travis Kelsey um, with some of the kid volunteers who were who were like on stage and cheering and everything he pulled a bus full of kids across the sound stage and it was so cool to see that like it was a real bus full of a bunch of kids they we got to see the inside they had it projected onto the screen and there, there, it was full of kids and even the driver. And I just can't believe that they pulled, <laughs> they pulled that bus around. Oh, my God. My jaw dropped when you said that. That is so amazing. And how much fun to watch that. I think that is such a cool experience. And so what else was happening um, while you were witnessing um, all of these celebrities and fun obstacle courses and events that were happening? 
there were a lot of guests, like kids that were like previously chosen. Like this one boy, he had to shoot. He had five minutes and five chances to shoot from the half court line, and he had to make a basket. And it was it was so stressful to watch because we were all rooting for him because he would win like a trip. And so he. Every single time he threw the ball, it would hit the rim of of the hoop, and it was just so cool to see. He was so young; he was like he had to be nine or ten, and he just he did so well. Wow, this sounds really cool. It sounds like so much fun. And um, so tell me a little bit more about all these. There seems to be so many really amazing and talented people here. And um, what else were you able to witness? Uh, there were these two people. One of them I actually knew. They had to shoot basketballs. It's there's a lot of basketball, so they had to shoot basketball against each other, and they had to shoot it into the hoop, and whoever got the least amount of basketballs in the hoop, there there was a uh, an actor from the Night Squad on either side, and there was a huge bucket of slime underneath them. And, you know, when you throw the ball and you have to get the person inside, like, a bowl of water and the chair falls? Well, it was like that, but with slime, and it was so cool. The person with the least amount had to dunk the actor from the Night Squad, and it was so cool. Wow, that sounds like so much fun, and it's such a um, creative game. And so, um, was were all of these games part of a challenge or a competition? Uh, no, they weren't. But they were all kind of introducing the category that came next. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And um, so, what was your favorite part about this whole experience? My favorite part was when Liza Koshi came out because uh, she's the host of Double Dare, the new Double Dare on Nickelodeon, and Michael Phelps and and Chris Paul had to do the obstacle course from Double Dare, and I thought that was super cool to see them there, and to see them do the obstacle course, that was definitely my favorite part. Wow, that sounds like fun. And so what is this obstacle course made up of? Well, it's like the classic Double Dare, like the show, what they have. And it was a bunch of weird, like, you had to go through the mouth, uh, through a mouth, and then, like, through everything and over and under. It was just so cool. Wow. And how did the celebrities like Michael Phelps do on this course? Did they do really well? They did really well, because... These are, because usually it's actors and actresses doing stuff, but these are real athletes, so they were so good. Wow, that's really amazing. And would you, if you got the chance, like to do one of these obstacle courses? I would be so excited if I got to be able to do an obstacle course, because they, they seem so fun to watch, and I can't even imagine how much fun it would be to actually do it and be able to get like part of me wants to lose so I could get slimed (laughs) that's so funny and did a lot of people get slimed were there um people who were getting drenched so many people got drenched like during every one of these challenged 
challenges, one person was always slimed. And I just thought that was so amazing how they kept it up. And it, every single challenge was just so interesting. That is cool. And so what was your favorite among these challenges? I definitely liked the Double Dare one. But my favorite would be, it was like a relay race where you had to like pop these balloons and then go back and then go run through a brick wall well it wasn't a real brick wall it was like of shoe boxes empty shoe boxes and you had to run through that and then the first person to press the buzzer at the end would win and I just thought that one was so cool because they had to wear these helmets and crack eggs on their head and it was just so funny to watch too wow this sounds like such a fun experience and I'm so glad that you got to experience it and so um finally what would Oh, would you like to go back and experience this again? I would love to go back and watch it next year and the next year and the next year because (laughs) all the slime and all the fun challenges and all the people who were so nice, they were just, it would just made, it was the time of my life. Oh, that is so wonderful, and I'm so happy for you, and I hope that next year and the years after, you'll be able to go. So thank you so much for talking with me. I had so much fun learning about this amazing event. Thank you. Me too. And thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And be sure to check out our blog in the teens section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. Today's show is sponsored by Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always sharkest. I'm Sahiba. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.